Good morning, and welcome to America's number one conference call, the Rise and Grind Mastermind Call, encouraging everyone to start your day with a vision, start your day with purpose and on purpose. Uh, the purpose of this call, or just a brief description of this call, this call was started on September the 8th by Tamika Williams, and the uh, purpose of this group, the concept was, <clears throat> excuse me, adopted from Napoleon Hill's uh, timeless classic, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, no single individual has the native ability, the knowledge, uh, the know-it-all to be successful all on their own, whether it's a successful businessman, a successful parent, employee, employer, or whatever it may be. It takes a group of like-minded individuals coming together with a purpose, you know, to achieve a common goal, and that's what we do every morning. We we put a topic out there, and we bring our real-life experience and to the table, and we hope that everyone can get something out of it to grab some motivation towards whatever it is that they are pursuing or they would like to achieve in their day uh, and with their life and things of that nature. Um, just to let everyone know, uh, we also have a 67-day challenge going on. We're in the process of right now. I think we have about maybe 30 days left. It takes about 67. It takes actually 67 days to begin a new habit. It used to be 30 days. Some research and studies have been, you know, proven that it takes 67 days now to begin a new habit. Uh, so we're encouraging everyone to keep up with their commitment so that they can change their lives. Uh, the topic of today's call, again, my name is Randolph Mapp. Me and Gregory Cornelius, uh, along with Tamika and Shanna, we're, uh, we'll be all just going back and forth over the call. But the title of this call is Entrepreneurship. Percep perception versus reality. Now, um, before I begin with, you know, me and Greg going to it, it's the story of this guy. Uh, I know a lot of people might be wondering, you know, what it takes to become an entrepreneur. Is it, you know, I want to make the money, or is it that easy, or is it that hard, or is it even obtainable? Uh, it was this uh, individual, I don't remember his name, but um, I used to see him downtown in, in, uh, in the downtown area while, you know, going to school or handling business. And he would be selling various products on his bicycle. He had a yellow bicycle, so you couldn't miss him. He'll have stuff on the front, stuff on the back. He had flaps on the side. He was selling everything from cookies, cakes, to water, cigarettes, you name it, all various types of products. And this brother was doing this consistently for a number of years. And um, while I was, again, walking on another side of, it, of Atlanta, I noticed that now that same yellow bike with all the tape and, and, and uh, what do you call it, uh, spray, uh, you know, was on the side of a building. And so I walked inside the building, and now this guy owns this building with his same product. So me being the person that I am, I don't mind asking, how did you do that? So I actually, well, when me and Greg was coming up with this topic, you know, this story came up, and I was like, I was going to share with everyone because I think it's an incredible story. The brother was homeless. He was on drugs, and but he had the mindset to make money. He, he, he understood, you know, money, you know. And so what he did was he said, you know, he, he strained up his life. He got, you know, sober, whatever, and he started selling his product. He was staying with a loved one, so he didn't really have to pay rent too much, you know, paid his little bit of expenses, whatever, you know, to, to pay for where he stayed. 
and he stacked his money for like two years because, I mean, you saw this guy rain, shine, sleep, or snow on this bike, making, a, I mean, doing his grind. You know, and a lot of people will laugh at him and stuff as he was telling me, you know, his story, you know, they'd be, you know, joning, but then some people would be like, hey, you know, that's what's up, man, keep, keep doing your thing. So the brother, like Tamika tells me a lot, like we talk about he had a vision, number one. He had a vision. I don't know if he had a vision board, but he definitely had a vision. And he had discipline. And he saved X amount of dollars over, over two years. And he got a building. He got more products. And now he's still up and running business. And that bike is still tilted on the side of that building, I guess, as a, as a visual reminder of, you know, where he started from. I just thought I'd share that story because it was very, it was very empowering and, and very encouraging to my spirit when I really thought about it that, you know, you can't uh, uh, achieve whatever it is that you want to do, you know, but it's going to take work. It's going to take discipline. And we talk about this day after day, day after day. But as far as the topic of, you know, entrepreneurship perception versus reality, you know, the question is, you know, what is an entrepreneur? An entrepreneur, simply put, is anyone who organizes, manages, or assumes the risk of a business or an enterprise. Now, as far as starting your own business or wanting to be your own business, uh, I was introduced to a book by, you know, Tamika called Start Your Own Business Bible by Richard Wallace. If you're anyone listening to the call, if you're interested in, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, doing whatever, you know, this book literally is the Bible. It, it breaks down startup costs, what you can project, project making, you know, your first year, it gives a, a brief synopsis, you know, of, you know, what you'll need to do, what certifications and things of that nature so that, you know, you have everything in line to be, you know, the most productive you. But as far as this perception versus reality, you know, uh, a lot of time, you know, you have to, you really have to do some internal, you have to do some internalization and ask yourself some hard questions. You know, why do I want to be an entrepreneur? You know, why do I want to, what, why do I want to start a business? What business do I want to start? You know, uh, another one that, you know, we, you, people might just ask themselves, you know, who, who wants to be an entrepreneur? Can I be an entrepreneur? You know, or when is the right time to become a, an entrepreneur? You know, and just to answer a few of those questions, you know, off, off the rip, when is the right time? Right now is the right time to become an entrepreneur. Any time that you feel like you're ready to do it is a great time to start your, you know, you, that idea beginning to make that, a reality. It's, it's always now you can't beat now. Now is a great time to begin doing anything that you like to do. However, when you're uh, embarking upon doing something of this nature, it's also very important that you ask the right questions. You, you go to the right people. You do your research. You do your homework. You just don't leap before you look. Make sure that you canvas out the area or you do your research on whatever it is that you're trying to undertake so that you can hopefully, you know, bypass some of the hoops and hurdles that a lot of people had to go through in order to get to where they had to get, you know, in, in whatever particular business that you, you're trying to start. Maybe you're following somebody else's footsteps or even if you're, you know, taking a leap and, you know, going, you know, in a whole other direction. You want to make sure that, you know, as much information as possible on that business, on that service that you're trying to provide. Um, in addition to that, while I was just researching some information on, you know, perception versus reality on being an entrepreneur, on average, entrepreneurs make about 50% more than the average employee. And that number can kind of, you know, it can, it can go up or down depending on, you know, what service you're trying to provide. 
uh, but just on average, the number was, you know, 68000 a year, which isn't bad at all. You know, but then you have those people that go to college for X amount of years, and, you know, they're looking at making anywhere from that number or double. So sometimes the idea of entrepreneurship might not be as appeasing. But, um, you know, it, it, are we talking about money here, or are we talking about, you know, I really have a passion at providing this service for, you know, people and things of that nature. Uh, another question you want to um, ask yourself, you know, again, uh, just to reiterate, you know, um, what are the startup costs? You know, what certifications or degrees are needed so that, you know, things of that nature so that I am already in place to um, get my business up and running, you know, get certain grants, getting loans or whatever it is that you might need for your business. Uh, in addition to that, Another uh, stat that I found on the uh, online was that 50% of businesses will survive the first five years, and that depends on, you know, what you define as success. You know, it used to be eight out of ten businesses will fail within the first five years, but studies have shown that people have gotten a lot smarter with their decision-making and what part of the business sector they decide to go to, and businesses are doing fairly well. Um, at this time, I'll turn it over to Greg because he had some um, – other things that he wanted to talk about as far as entrepreneurship and perception versus reality. Greg, how you doing, man? Go ahead. Doing good, Randolph. Thanks. Um, one of the main things I wondered when I decided to become an entrepreneur was uh, flexibility in my scheduling. I have a lot of uh, have a busy lifestyle. And I was definitely thinking that being an entrepreneur would give me the time and the flexibility to kind of do what I wanted to do. But when I got started, I, uh, I learned pretty quickly that um, I, I would end up putting in more time than I had allotted for, uh, for clients. Like, for example, uh, training people at the gym, um, I, I, I'll tell a person a certain time, and uh, quite often they'll be late. And, and, and I have to factor in other things such as how crowded is the gym, uh, how, how hard is this person working, are, are they holding me up, are they learning the techniques fast enough. So I found out that um, it, it wasn't – it, it, it was basically like a job, but that, that, that was just one uh, perception that was wrong, that I, I, I was really uh, surprised by how wrong I was in my thoughts. But um, money was another thing I thought about. A am I comfortable with the structure of a nine-to-five job? Am I more comfortable with the structure of a nine-to-five job, or am I uh, the type of person who's comfortable being responsible for generating my own income. And, um, yeah, Randolph, feel free to jump in at any time if you have anything to add. Um, and do I perform better as an employee or am I self-motivated? Now, I tend to be, I'm just, uh, I guess I've grown into the type of person that, uh, that will get up and go. In the morning I have a few things I do as a part of my daily routine, and then I, I am usually out the door. But that, that, that was kind of a, 
a natural fit for me. Um, and, and another thing you were speaking on um, as far as uh, certifications, uh, startup costs, licenses, and taxes was another thing that I hadn't, I hadn't thought about as an entrepreneur. How does an entrepreneur pay taxes? What, what forms do I need? What receipts can I, can I, do I need to keep? What write-offs? You know what I'm saying? What, what do I need an accountant? Can I do it myself? These are all questions that I, uh, that I have come to ask myself that didn't occur to me before I got started. And another big thing was uh, time management. How good am I at time management? Do I, I, I do personally have the, uh, the, the <laughs> I'll procrastinate at times depending on what it is I have to do. But um, I have recently begun to tighten up my schedule and to kind of even a lot times for things like naps. You know what I'm saying? I, I, certain days I'll give myself two hours just to uh, refuel. Um, and, and another big thing for anybody that knows me, another question I had to ask myself once I started dealing with people was, do I have the temperament to deal with difficult clients? And uh, my answer can vary <laughs> depending on what day it is. <laughs> but with that, I'll uh, turn it back over to you, Randall. Well, Greg, I really do appreciate you, you know, with that feedback that you, were, uh, that you gave towards the topic of perception versus reality. Um, I know a lot of times we talk on this call and just the purpose of a mastermind group is individuals like-minded coming together to achieve a common goal. The thing is your goal might be having a gym. Mine might be owning a Waffle House. Nevertheless, we can all come together, you know, with our experiences, with our knowledge, whether it be general or, you know, uh, knowledge or whatever of that subject. We can come together, bounce ideas, and, and get some information or go ask the right people that we need to ask so that we could, like I said, be the most successful us. Um, however, we do have uh, Shana and Tamika on the call. Uh, being that you all have, uh, you know, me and Greg are young entrepreneurs. You all have been, in, you know, entrepreneurs for multiple years. Uh, we'd like to get some feedback from you all if possible, on the subject of, you know, the perception versus the reality for a lot of people such as ourselves and people that may be listening and interested in starting their own businesses. Either one of you all like to give us some feedback on your experience? Well, I, uh, this is Shana Isaac. I'd like to chime in. Um, actually, a lot of the things you said is great. Um, I know y'all saying y'all are new entrepreneurs, but um, just some of the things y'all have learned already is huge. You see, entrepreneurship is a reality check. It will kind of hit you in the head, you know, if you don't already know some things, you'll figure out real fast. And some of the things that he was saying as far as time management, taxes, you know, um, are you a people person or not, you know, different things like that, you figure it out real fast. I know some of the things that I learned, I learned the hard way, taxes being one of them, bookkeeping being another, uh, financials was kind of my weak point. Not that I didn't know how to make money, I could get money, but how to completely manage it to the point to make sure my business stays healthy, that's something that I had to really learn. So one of the things that I know, um, like you said, the reality versus the perception of um, entrepreneurship is the fact that a lot of people see entrepreneurship is almost 
the opposite or in competition with higher learning. You know, a lot of people say, well, I have a master's degree. They might be more corporate, and that's kind of the opposite of being an entrepreneur, where a lot of us entrepreneurs kind of feel like we're self-made. You know, we don't go to school. We don't pay anybody else. We figure this out. But at the end of the day, what a lot of entrepreneurs forget, um, I'm just saying on our side because, you know, it's plus or minus is the both. But one of the things we forget is no matter what we do, we have to continue to gain knowledge. And that's something that, I mean, if you talk to anybody that is an entrepreneur and is successful, I mean, sometimes, I mean, the amount of knowledge we have to get as far as being stuck to this computer, you know, getting our own books, reading, learning about entrepreneurship, learning about uh, financing, learning about marketing, learning about um, just, just all the mindset we have to keep, how to uh, relate with different people, how to network, all of that. I mean, the amount of knowledge that we have to get to keep, get our business successful, we probably could have two master's degrees. I know I could right now. I actually started being <laughs> an entrepreneur. <laughs> I started my entrepreneurship journey when I think about it even back as a kid. I think I always just like to um, – figure out my own way to make my own money because some, I didn't like anybody else being able to control how my life went. And um, as a kid, I'm 11 years old, me and my friend decided we can dance, we're going to get on Star Search, we're going to win all this money, we're going to be famous. But at 11 years old, we can't get a job. Nobody want to hire us. So what we started to do is try to borrow our uncles and grandmamas' lawnmowers. We said we didn't care if we was two girls, we got to cut some lawns. And we about to make some money. Well, we got out there trying to cut the lines and stuff, and we kept leaving gaps and holes in the lines. We didn't do a good job. We didn't research how to really do this thing. So um, they wouldn't let us do that anymore, so we didn't make much money. So what we started to do is we started selling these Kool-Aid pops in the summer. We used to get these styrofoam cups. We used to take Kool-Aid, mix it up with an extra whole lot of sugar so it would be real sweet. We used to freeze them in the freezer in these little styrofoam cups. And we go around the neighborhood and sell it. We sell them for a quarter. It was hot. Everybody loved them because you could just peel the styrofoam off. You can suck them, and you can you can just get all the sugar and the juice all the way to the bottom. And then we figured out how we could put fruit in it and up the price. And then everybody loved them so much. We was like, okay, we ain't gonna charge twenty five cent. We gonna charge fifty cent. And then we started to notice how much our product cost. And we was like, you know what? We ain't making a lot of profit. So we started to raise it. And uh. I mean, we didn't make money to go to Star Search, but we did get our little cute little outfits that was matching so that when we did <laughs> dance at, like, our family reunion and stuff, we looked cute and together, you know. So that's what we did, but that kind of opened up my love for entrepreneurship. But even after that, my, I guess I would say real entrepreneurship started when I was about 22 years old. Um, just when I started to say, okay, I want to have children, we need to figure out a way for me to be at home, but I want to still be able to contribute and make some money. That's when I started doing daycare. So right now with daycare, I've been doing it now for about 14 years. So I guess um, I didn't realize it until he just said, you know, when he was talking about me and Tamika Randolph, we've been doing it for a while. I guess I'm kind of, I guess I'll be a little bit of a veteran in this. So for the past 14 years, I have completely supported my family, my four children, off of what I go out and make on my own and hustle up. Um, but with that, I have learned a whole lot of things. Another thing that is a myth, and it's, uh, Greg touched on it for a minute, is a lot of people think that when you're an entrepreneur, you know, we'll just have more time to ourselves, we'll be able to sit at home, chill, and just let the money roll in, and that is definitely not how it works. 
because a lot of people don't know, and I try to tell a lot of my friends that are in business, no matter what they're doing, no matter what industry you're in, you're in the, you're in the business of marketing. If you do not know how to market, if you do not know how to pull your customer to you, you will not make any money. You can have the best product possible. You can have the most knowledge. You can have the best uh, setup. But if you cannot bring your customer to you and you don't know how to reach them where they are, you will be broke. So those are just some quick things I wanted to add. Entrepreneurship, I can talk about it all day. So if someone else is on the phone, maybe Tamika, I don't know if she's available, I'll go ahead and pass the call to you for a moment. All right. Thank you so much for that feedback, uh, Shana. Mm -hmm. uh, is Tamika available? Or... Okay, I guess she's busy right now then. All right. No, well, we, 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 can, we can keep it go going. Go ahead. Okay, cool. <laughs> we well, you have some more? I think, I think one of the big things, too, when you decide to be an entrepreneur, because it can be very hard, the ups and downs. You know, it's sweet right. when the money is rolling in. But when that money stops rolling in, sometimes that can hit you real hard. And because you're so passionate about your business, I mean, literally your business becomes like your children. I mean, it becomes like your children, your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your mate, because you're with it all the time, that when things go down, you can get kind of depressed. So one of the things that I, have, I tell people is to always remember why you're doing it. I mean, if that's your child, your children, then remember they're the reason why you're doing it. And just remember the bigger vision of where you're trying to go. And as long as you keep, keep on that pattern and you know the direction you're going, even if right now in this moment things are not going well, your business is in the red, you're not making a profit, if you know you're still going into the right direction towards your vision and you're doing what it takes to get there, you're going to get there. You know, it's not entrepreneurship in a business is not a flat road. Sometimes there's ups and downs. So you just might be on the upside of that hill, but just keep in mind that once you get to the top, sometimes there's that downside, and that downside doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. That could be just where things go on autopilot and it's just movement. You don't have to work as hard. You keep it moving, and then it's other times that you have to do the uphill again. So if you keep in mind that on the other side of that hill, on the other side of this struggle, on the other side of um, this lack of money, is my success that I've been hoping for forever, um, some of my goals, maybe to philanthropy, where I want to get to a point where I have enough I can give back, I can give to my community, or just my children, just having a better life, that keeps you going in those situations as well. So I just would advise anybody, um, I know here in my office is in my home, I have the pictures of my children all around. So sometimes when I am frustrated, it's real easy for me to turn around and look at their faces, and it will keep me to going. Um, also, like um, Randolph touched on, the vision board. The vision board is just hugely important. It's hugely important um, to have that in front of you so you can see where you're going. So um, like you were saying, the myth versus the reality is one of the main thing I'm saying is it's not all peaches and cream. It is great. You definitely do make more money than many that are in corporate positions. And it's great because you're able to control that money, too, and there's no greater feeling than that for you to learn something, implement it, and see your money go up or see your business improve. So that's great, but just um, keeping in mind the reality of it that um, there's going to be the downsides, but just to be steadfast and keep on through it. I'll give a break for anybody else that want to join in. Thanks so much, Shana, for your, uh, your feedback on that. And, uh, again, the title of this call is Entrepreneurship Perception Versus Reality.
you know, some some of the characteristics, the traits, you you know, that should be incorporated with being an entrepreneur. You have to have great leadership skills. You know, if you if you're not a leader, if you're if you're one that is is better, uh, if, if you're one of those individuals that you know like to be somewhat, you know, told to do this, told to do that, and you're just a better follower, that's great. That's where you are, and that's fine. You know, but the risks that have to be taken in order to be a successful you know, business person or entrepreneur, you know, you have to be willing to, you know, really step out there and do some do some tough things sometimes. Um, Tamika, are you available? Would you like to chime in on the call? Yes. Um, yes. I have some things that I want to say as far as the topic. Entrepreneurship, perception versus reality. Just to give a little background, when I wanted to be an entrepreneur, one thing I knew that it was going to take was, hard work, dedication, and the reality of when, I'm, when I see a lot of people who want to be an entrepreneur, they want to do it for freedom. They want to do it for flexibility. They want to do it for a better schedule, and I think that's a huge misconception out there is that, oh, you know, it's easier to work for myself. You know, I'm looking for the easy route. You know, I don't need this job. I can do this, which is easier. And I saw my dad manage um, an auto detailing business, and it was hard work. And when I think of the word entrepreneur, basically think of an entrepreneur as a mastermind group. That person may be seen as an entrepreneur, but really an entrepreneur can't do anything without people. Because if you're a solo entrepreneur, you're not really an entrepreneur. You're just self-employed. So say, for example, you know, you're a personal trainer and you have no staff. You're not in control. You're, you don't, you're not responsible for anybody. You're not an entrepreneur. You're self-employed. An entrepreneur is usually somebody who's taken on great financial risk. And a risk is, a great financial risk is taking on ownership over payroll, taking ownership over taxes, taking ownership over people. So entrepreneur usually manages people. You're a leader. And if you're not leading anyone besides yourself, then you're just self-employed. So it's a big misconception that if you want more flexibility in your schedule, you know, it's better, easier to work for myself. So you just have to understand the difference between being an entrepreneur and being self-employed. Um, I know that when I started off being an entrepreneur, there were people on my team that I feel like I couldn't have done it without. When I started an in-home daycare in my house, I had to have dedicated employees, employees that I knew would show up at the time giving. I had to make sure that my money was straight with the business so that um, they got paid on time, taxes got paid on time, unemployment taxes, payroll taxes, business license, things of that nature had to come into place. So that's all I want to say. Is there anyone else out there that wants to say anything about entrepreneurship, perception versus reality? I wanted to add something to that as well when you talk about uh, employees and things like that. That is another thing that, um, another aspect is as an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to delegate some of your responsibilities to someone else. And a lot of times when you want your business to go to the next level, we come to that realization that basically, just like, for example, when you gave the personal trainer example, at some point, you can only leverage your time so much. You can only train so many people. So to have your business grow, you get to the point where you realize, okay, I need to hire someone else. Maybe I need to 
build the company and corporation, do less training. Maybe if I do training, do group training on the trainers under me and let them train and let me handle the other things. So learning to delegate is a great side of it. Also learning people skills is great. I know for me, some of my problems or my issues in my business, sometimes it's not the children, it's not my customers as far as the parents. A lot of times it's the darn employees. It's trying to get them on the same page as me and to get my vision or to get them to do what they said they wanted to do. So if you can get that added training or just how to deal with people, how to manage, how to be a great leader, that will help you out so much with your business because just like we say in this call, even though we're talking a mastermind group for us to get to another level, we can't get there without other people, that is also true in our business. If you want to be really successful, you're not going to get there in your business by yourself. You have to delegate. You have to hire people under you. You have to learn how to transfer your vision to them, and you have to be willing to um, accept that you can't get there by yourself. Any of these great people that you see out there, like Oprah, Steve Harvey, uh, Beyonce, superstars, I can name a bunch, but those are the quick ones that came to mind. They didn't do it by themselves. And even though they are entertainers, that's still, you know, it, to me, an entrepreneur. They still have a brand. They still have to market, but they still cannot do it by themselves. So that's something I wanted to add to it as well. I'll pass it to anybody else that wants to add to the conversation. All right. Does anybody else have any feedback? All right. Well, I thank everyone for their um, information, their experiences that they, they put out there. And that, that's another reason why I say I really do. Um, I'm glad I'm a part of this call because, you know, we, we really do talk about our real-life experiences. And we put that on the table and we, we're, we share that with our listeners, hoping that, you know, you all can grab some, you know, some knowledge, uh, some motivation, some tools to put in your toolbox so that when it does come time for you to, you know, use them, you can go and grab in the right tool for the job and continue the process of becoming the best, most successful you possible. Uh, again, the title of this call was Entrepreneurship Perception Versus Reality. There was a lot of information for me to sum it up all in one word. Uh, I don't probably have enough time for that. But if you're interested, uh, we do this every morning uh, at 9 a.m., uh, the Rise and Grind Mastermind call. The call is on YouTube. It's now on, I believe, uh, um, iPod or uh, podcast. Uh, we're on SoundCloud as well. Uh, we thank everyone for tuning in to this call. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns, we are on Facebook, the Rise and Grind Mastermind group. If you have any um, topics that you'd like to hear discussed, uh, we'll be more than willing to do that. I invite someone to tune in to the call. Um, we thank everyone from call, uh, for joining the call and hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you.